Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Dallas Mavericks doing everything they can to not go home early, but is it even really going to be enough to hang on for another day? It is Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, my man. I just put Jimmy Garoppolo in the Eastern Conference Finals on Get Up. And based on what Kyle Shanahan has said, he's ready to do the same. Yeah, it sounds like he'd be willing to trade him to Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. He's willing like he'd be willing to do that deal. And if the Heat could use some offense, they could do worse than Garoppolo. They could do better also, but they could do worse. I don't know, though. If you do trade for Jimmy G, don't you cap out at the Conference Finals? That's I a mean, good he call. gets knocked out in the conference championship. That's, that's gonna... probably true. Yeah, and he's going to turn it yeah. over, too. Uh, we will get to the Miami Heat and the Eastern Conference Finals Game 5 tonight in just a little bit. But for now, we roll. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. It was up in the air with three minutes to go. Uh, Golden State did have a chance to get this done. Dallas weathered the storm. Doncic left-hand drive on Curry. Passes to the corner. Bullock launches a three and connects. Their 20th triple took a while to get. I mean, I still believe we can win, you know, so uh, swept or not swept. At the end, if you lose, you lose. So we have to go game by game. Uh, we're going to believe till the end. Look, they did not let it happen on their home floor. And the Mavericks are to be credited for that. Because last night very easily could have been a game where they packed it in and let the Golden State Warriors wrap it up and get a full week's worth of rest, but they did not go down without a fight. And as a result, there will be a Game 5 in the Western Conference Finals. And look, I give Luka Doncic a lot of credit because he is at this point in his career where it's still incredibly early, Chris, but we had talked about what it would mean for him to advance to the Finals and even win a championship this early to show that there is not just a a, a willingness to accept that everything is over at this point, I think speaks a lot to where he is and where he's headed. I don't know that I want to give Luka that much credit, even though he was phenomenal last night. He had 30 points. He was one assist shy of a triple-double. I'll give him credit for going out there and playing free and easy, Mm -hmm. but that's easy to do when you're down in the series 0-3. What do you have to lose? We haven't seen a team in a seven-game series come back from an 0-3 deficit. So there was nothing to lose for the Dallas Mavs on their home court. And they went out there and they played like it. They knocked down shots early in that game. I think they hit seven three-pointers out of the 12 they took in the first quarter on their way to knocking down 20 out of 43 three-pointers. But the most impressive part about what they did in their attack yesterday was that they were willing to drive the ball to the basket. Mm -hmm. They were willing to get into the paint, and they closed the disparity that we saw with points in the paint in the first three games of this series. Last night, the Dubs had 44 points in the paint to the Mavs 36. So their willingness to be able to attack the defense created more opportunities for kickouts and open three-pointers, and Reggie Bullock and Max Kleber, those guys oh, were nice able to knock to down. Those guys up. were actually able to knock down those shots. Yeah, it was it was nice to see that they could do that after a game where they were absolutely awful. Yes, oh for twelve from three earlier this week. It's mm-hmm. time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and it's simply this: I don't expect this game to go or this series rather to go any further than five games at this point. I still believe that the Mavericks 
uh, have had an incredibly positive season with everything that has happened for them, and they have to feel great about it. And I don't believe for a second that they're going to be able to climb back into this. Look, I'm, I'm a guy, you need to show me that you get to that point when you're at a, a team like Dallas where you want to say we can continue to survive and push. I don't see this being a situation like we saw earlier in the postseason with the Sixers up 3-0 and letting mm. the team back into it. If this got to a game six, I would be incredibly surprised that the Warriors would let that happen on their home floor. Well, I don't think it will get to a game six. And Steph Curry said something last night in the post game that I thought was telling. He said that we didn't do anything to discourage the Dallas Mavericks early on in that game. Mm-hmm. They were allowing them to have runs at the rim. They Which were allowing them to have because of what happened shots. in game three. No, and the two teams were trading buckets back and forth in the first quarter. So it's not like the dubs didn't show up. But in terms of the requisite energy, the requisite effort that it takes to slam the door shut on a team facing elimination, that's not the way that Golden State showed up last night. And they paid the price because now they have to play an extra game in this series, and they don't get the opportunity to have a full week's worth of rest before the NBA Finals kick off. So by Steph Curry saying that and acknowledging that, that tells me that the team collectively has that level of awareness. Like, we let an opportunity get away from us, and we can't do that now that we're in the championship round. Here's the the other thing I can't really buy into that I've heard a lot over the last 12 hours. What's that? The people who say don't let the Mavericks get another one. Uh, Listen, I'm not even going to go there because this is not a situation where they are a team that is equipped to go and roll off four in a row against the Golden State Warriors. If you're going to sit there and tell me that a team can go up three games to none, lose two games, and start to get a little tight, I'll believe that. If you're going to tell me that the Golden State Warriors are going to get a little tight, I'm not buying that. Well, well, Colin, we're talking about something happening that we've never seen before. Right. So it's hard for me to get past that, right? Only, I I believe it's three of the 146 teams that have gone up uh, three games to none. I've gotten to a game game seven. seven. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's something that we haven't seen before, a team going down 0-3 and then coming back and winning the series. So... Golden State is going to be in the NBA Finals. They will represent the Western Conference. But the only question that I have is, how long is it going to take them to wrap up this series? Because health and rest is something somewhat of a concern for a veteran team like Golden State. And the other thing that I will say is this. The injury factor is also something that you have to look at. With playing an extra game, mm-hmm. you're, you're subject to exposing sure. guys to getting hurt. So you because you didn't close it out, in Dallas in game four. Now you got to play game five. Who's to say that somebody doesn't get a hamstring or an ankle, something that can knock them out for the first couple of games of the NBA Finals? That's something that Steve Kerr and the Golden State staff have to be concerned with because they're playing the extra game. But I don't think they're worried about the Dallas Mavericks rattling off four straight wins and ousting them from the playoffs. That ain't going to happen. No, and even if it got to a game six, I, I know people want to try to make something out of nothing here. It's almost like there's nothing to see here. Keep moving along. And I and I hate to downplay a playoff series like that, and I hate to downplay a team like that, but I really don't have a choice here when I've seen what Golden State is capable of and what I know what they've been about over these last several years. You're right about that. I, I don't think there's much to see there as far as Golden State is concerned. They got championship DNA. But the one thing that I thought was interesting that we saw in last night's game, Carlin, is the fact that the Mavs in the second quarter went on a 15-2 to run with Luka Doncic on the bench. 
You saw the pace of play pick up, guys getting up and down the court, creating open shots, sharing the basketball. When Luke is in the game, you know that he's going to be ball dominant. He's going to dribble the shot clock out. He's either going to make a play, a shot for himself, or he's going to pass it off on the last second for an open look for one of his teammates. But the overall flow of the offense is different when he's on the court versus when he's off the court. Now, I'm not saying that to say that they're a better team with Luka Doncic off the floor because we know that's not true. But I do think it's a question of whether or not Luka can tweak his game to allow more of his teammates to get involved earlier in the shot clock, earlier in the possession. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Chris Carlin. Chris Canty in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. We've got a lot of baseball to get to today as well, but we would be um, just simply not doing the job if we did not at least acknowledge what happened yesterday and the horrific shootings in Uvalde, Texas at an elementary school that re- that resulted in the, the loss of 19 children and two adults. And uh, I can only speak for myself here. There are three things that I feel here, Chris, and that's immense sadness, uh, anger, and and disbelief. And the disbelief really comes out of the word desensitized because I've heard that a lot in the last 24 hours that we have become desensitized to these kind of incidents. And I'm not even sure that covers it because we feel the same things for a day or two. We, we feel all of those things for a day or two. We yell about change and then nothing happens. And that's exactly what people who are interested in not doing anything to affect change, who frankly are financially benefited from not doing anything, it's what they count on. It's not desensitization or desensitization to me. It's a collective apathy. It's a, apathy is the word because there's no fight to do something about the problem, and that's actually the definition. And listen, I say we, I'm guilty of it, you know. If we look ourselves in the mirror, I think most of us would be. And if you're not interested in serving the people you represent as opposed to serving those who put uh, money in your pocket to make sure that you remain in their pocket and you maintain your power, you don't belong and there's a degree of soullessness to it. And if there's there's one thing that we have seen recently, there is there's there's no change anywhere until enough people in power are forced to care about it. Carlin, we've had 200-plus mass shootings in 144 calendar days. That's completely unacceptable in this country. And what we saw in Evaldi, Texas yesterday was heartbreaking. And for folks that think that they could potentially become desensitized to it, go take a look on social media. Go on the Internet and look up the picture of Xavier Lopez, a fourth grader, at Robb Elementary School, where the incident took place. Look at that young man, and look at how his life was cut short. Over selfishness, over apathy, over special interests, and I thought Steve Kerr last night nailed it when he addressed the issue, and now we know Steve Kerr is close to this because his father lost his life to a terrorist attack in Beirut back in the 80s, but he's long been an advocate for gun control, And Steve Kerr said, 
we've got to stop this. This has got to outrage all of us. It, it, it can't be something that we continue to offer thoughts, prayers, condolences to. We've got to actually honor the legacy of the victims by doing something about it and changing how we address gun violence in this country. Because fundamentally what we're doing is not working. Last point. I was at a fundraiser for the Police Athletic League in New York City last week and heard Eric Adams give his speech. And he was addressing the gun violence that had been taking place in New York uh, in 2022. And he said something that I thought was profound. He said, there can be no prosperity without public safety. And that, that is something as a country that we've got to get to. We've got to understand that. We've got to reconcile with that. And then we've got to make real change in order to prevent these things from happening. Well, you mentioned what Steve Kerr had to say. Um, it was uh, impassioned, to say the least. And if you haven't heard it, here he is yesterday prior to the game. In the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs. You know, come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. You realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check. 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All NBA teams announced yesterday. Only... Well, maybe one surprise, 
at least to some. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, according to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year. And if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. All right, have you seen the full 15 players on the All-NBA first, second, and third teams? I have. All right, so I'm just going to run them down real quick because I wanted to make sure that I got the right copy of the list Mm -hmm. in case I got the wrong one because it feels like um, maybe I'm reading from an old one or something (laughs) like that. Uh, So first team, Giannis, Luka, Jokic, eh, okay, Booker, and Jason Tatum. Yes. Who we have talked about being a top five player in the league. Well, quite literally here. He is a top five he player. He is a top five player <laughs> in the But where's where's Jimmy Butler? Is Ooh. he not? He's not on the first team. No. He's not. Okay. On, well, he must be on the second team. Okay. All right. All right. So the uh, second team. Uh, Embiid. Okay. Mm-hmm. John Morant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Durant. Uh, okay. But I. You know, yes, Kevin yes. Durant, yes. Okay. Uh, Curry and yes. DeMar DeRozan, who had an amazing Outstanding season. Outstanding season, yeah. Wait, DeMar DeRozan? Where? No, no Jimmy. No Jimmy? No Jimmy Buckets? Okay. Nuno, do I have the right sheet you're, here? You're looking at the right list. Okay, it has to be because DeRozan, this is not an old one because DeRozan was amazing this year. Yeah. Okay. May, well, he must be on the third team. Um, third team, Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. LeBron, Chris Paul, Trey Young, who's about to get paid now. <laughs> a bag, a bag of money. And, uh, well, this can't be right. Pascal Siakam? Mm-hmm. No Jimmy? No Jimmy. Nuno, did you get us the right sheet? Yeah, I mean, I double-checked that. I made sure that it was this year's of Odin, so I don't know what happened. All right, well, all right. so have you seen anything on, on the Jimmy voting situation? Where is Jimmy Butler? Where was he in the voting? Because, I mean, you know, listen, the voting must be right. Jokic, we know why he's there. He was the MVP. You're mm-hmm. going to vote for him for first team, obviously. Nobody's going to not vote for Giannis first team. Um, but Jason Tatum's on the first team. Uh, was Did you... Happen to find out. I mean, like, how could this be? This is an out. How how could this be? Where's Jimmy? I found Jimmy. It's Where is he? The other players receiving votes oh. for the forward position. Jimmy Butler has a whopping thirty-two total points. Is he the? Does he at least have the most of the others receiving he, votes? Yes, yes. Jalen he has thirty-two. Jalen Brown has uh, three. So th- th- for, for forwards, he's the he's the most guy uh, most receiving. Uh, votes guy. Uh, so you can make a legitimate case that Jimmy Butler was snubbed from third team All NBA. Well, can you though? You can make a case. Well, is snubbed to me that would be like all right, he missed out by like four or five points. I would not have a problem with Jimmy Butler replacing Pascal Siakam on third team All NBA. Right. Uh, okay, but would not have a snubbed. Problem. I mean, Siakam had sixty three points and Jimmy had thirty two. Is that right? Yeah. So just to be clear. Pascal Siakam had twice as many points no as doubt. Jimmy Butler. And no doubt. to be even and he clearer. Play, and he played in a lot more games than Jimmy Butler did as well. Right. 
uh, Jason Tatum had more than 10 times the points that Jimmy Butler had. Yes. Okay. So when we make the point that the Boston Celtics are more talented than the Miami Heat, Mm -hmm. this is what we're talking about. It's not just us that sees it that way. The, the, The NBA writers, the NBA voters quite literally see it that way. Wow. I mean, listen, from a lot of the folks down in Miami and the Heat fans all over the country that we've heard from this week, I, and frankly, let's just call it what it is, Amber Wilson. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. We have heard. He's calling them out. We have, we have heard that, that Jimmy is a, is a top five player, top ten player. And well, well, here's the thing. Jimmy Butler in the regular season, not so much. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, that's a different animal now. Jimmy Butler is averaging five more points per game in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. So he does kick it up a notch, Carlin, and we do have to give him his respect. But Jimmy Butler is also dealing with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. So what version of him are we going to see for the remainder of this series? That remains to be seen. And what I will say is this. Jimmy Butler, when he's on the court, the Miami Heat are averaging – 10 more points per possession per game mm-hmm. when he's on the court versus when he's not on the court. Jimmy Butler as the primary defender, holding Boston Celtics players to less than 30% shooting. So Jimmy Butler being on the court and being the Jimmy Butler that we know is going to be a huge factor in the outcome of this thing. And, and that's why if you're Miami, I don't know that there's anything that's more important than having Jimmy Butler as close to 100% as possible going into game five. Well, let's bring in for more perspective on this ESPN senior writer Andre Snellings, who's joining us right now. Drea always gives us great perspective. Dre, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Uh, just first of all, your evaluation of the first, second, and third All NBA teams and what we saw in the voting. Yeah, uh, what's up, fellas? Uh, good to be here. And um, yeah, I thought it was fair. So the other day, I, um, <laughs> I've gotten into TikTok now, which is still hilarious to my daughter. But um, my, um, you know, ESPN Analytics has a TikTok page. And so I made a, a, a TikTok comparing Jason Tatum to Jimmy Butler with the premise of which one has a better argument to move into the top five in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't a contest. Um, Tatum has a very legitimate case. Butler doesn't, you know, and, and I'm an analytics guy. I, I came at it. I looked at a stat uh, we have called real plus minus that looks at how a player's presence on the court correlates with their team's uh, scoring margin. Jason Tatum's in the top five is Jokic, Embiid, Curry, Tatum, and Giannis. Jimmy Butler was 39th, you know, so it's, it's 39th. He was 39th. And, and that's for the games he played. As, as uh, Canty pointed out, he only played in 57 games. So he missed 25 games this regular season. So when you put those two things together, it's very hard to make the case he should have been on one of those uh, first, second, or third All-NBA teams. Now, as you said, he's been balling out this postseason, and that's mad respect. But you have to look at the whole body of work. And so with that being the case, Tatum, as, as I said, has a much stronger case to, to be a top-five player than Butler does. Dre Day, I, I got to ask you this question because in this C's Heat series, we've seen some wild swings in game one that he dominated in the second half, particularly that third quarter where they outscored Boston 39 to 14. In game three, we saw that the Heat had Boston down by as many as, what, 26 points? Mm-hmm. And, and in two games that the Boston Celtics won, game two and game four, we're talking about those being 20 plus point victories. So, what is your expectation for what we're going to see? 
as the series shifts back down to Miami? My expectation is that the Celtics should win the next two games. This should be a six-game series. Coming into the series, I predicted Celtics in six. Now, I didn't expect it to look like this because really, you know, I mean, it's been well publicized that the Heat have only won three quarters so far. And one of those quarters was garbage time in game four. So they've really won two quarters huge, and that was enough to win two games. I don't expect the Celtics to continue having those like disaster, nightmarish type quarters. Both of them were heat providing pressure, especially on the perimeter. They were able to like get their hands in and 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 get a lot of steals. We saw Jason Tatum looking tentative and 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 having a lot of turnovers. I would expect at this point in the series, the Celtics should have their head their 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 hats on straight. They they should be locked in and, and ready to play. And if they play a good four four quarter game without, you know, those disasters, I don't really see where the Heat have a pocket to to be able to win the games. ESPN senior NBA writer Andre Snellings joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN radio. Trey, I want to go back to the fact that you know, you're an analytics guy to a degree here. Um and we've talked a lot about the stat with quarters in this series and that's driven a lot of people nuts Mm. and and the primary point here is simply this that the Miami Heat have blown out the Celtics in two quarters and that's why that's where they are but collectively they have been outplayed how much should we actually put weight into that statistic so to me it's not that it's a statistic that, that needs to have weight put into it it's the feel of the games is watching the games. So if, if the heat have only won three quarters out of the, what 16 there've been so far, Mm -hmm. that means that on a consistent basis, the Celtics have been the better team. They've, and they've outscored them in the series by something like 30 points over these four games. So they've been consistently better. And as you pointed out, without those monster quarters from the heat, the Celtics have been blowing them out. They blew them out in the other two games. And in both games that they lost, If not for those monster quarters, they would have won by double figures. So it's not so much that we disregard it. It's to the Heat's credit that they were able to to pull off those types of quarters. But at the same time, it's kind of like maybe think of it like a boxing match, right? If you've got one guy who's a a huge puncher, but the other guy is a great boxer and a huge puncher, you know, maybe think Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Eventually, the guy that's the better boxer and the puncher that also can take a punch, you would expect that boxer to win more times than not. So the Heat, you know, they've got a a puncher's chance in any given game, but ultimately I expect the Celtics to win. Phenomenal analogy. No question question about it. Talking with ESPN NBA writer Andre Snellings on Greeny. Andre, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks avoided the broom. They were able to push this series to a game five in Golden State. Is there any chance that Dallas has to get this game, get this series back to Dallas for game six? I think they have a chance to get it back to Dallas for game six. I don't think that there's much chance they win the series, but, um, you know, I, I, I do a lot of writing for, for ESPN uh, betting, uh, NBA uh, betting, and I'm on, on Daily Wager regularly too. So it shouldn't be a shock to say going into yesterday's game, um, I, I, I put down a few bets on this game, this series to go five or six games. I didn't think it was going to be a sweep. And I don't think it'll get to seven, but um, I, I thought that I, I thought that Dallas would win yesterday, 
And I think there's a reasonable chance that they're able to channel what we saw at the beginning of game two and, and some of what we saw yesterday and maybe squeak out another win in, in, in San Francisco to, to bring the series back to Dallas. If they do that, I would expect the Warriors, because they're the better team, to really step it up and maybe win game six on the road. But, but yeah, I think Dallas has a reasonable chance. They've, you know, I just talked about the, that puncher's, uh, that puncher's chance. Luca gives them that. And what we saw yesterday is if the other players show up, like <laughs> like um, uh, my cousin Reggie, I have a cousin named Reggie Bullock in North Carolina. So, <laughs> so my mom literally called me like, is that your cousin? <laughs> so, so, so if my cousin Reggie shows up and he's knocking down his shots, um, that Dallas has a chance to, to, to pull the upset. Trust me, if my mom thought that my cousin was in the NBA, she would already know it. She'd be knocking on his door trying to get something out of him. Uh, let me ask you this, Andre. How much, in your estimation, has Luka Doncic affected his overall, and I hate to use the word legacy at 23, but his overall path here moving forward into what his eventual NBA level will be? I think Luka is right on pace for the elite superstar MVP caliber player that we all expected him to be. Um you know, you mentioned Trey Young a little bit ago when you were talking about the, the all NBA teams. And, you know, the, the Luca for, for Trey Young trade on draft night, it was always anticipated that Luca was the better of the two, but Trey's Hawks had had more postseason success before this year. And so that, that it kind of changed the dynamic of the comparison a little bit. And, and so what we're seeing from Luca now is that he's kind of separating himself from the all-NBA level up into that MVP tier. And that's what we really hope to see because, if nothing else, we love seeing great basketball. And and Luka Doncic is showing that, that he's a generational-type talent. Talking with Andre Snellings, ESPN NBA writer on Greeny. And, Andre, real quick because we're up against it, I wanted to know what is the Dallas Mavericks' path to surrounding Luka with more talent this offseason to put them on a championship contention level? Yeah, so I think – it's two parts. Some of it is what Mark Cuban has to do as far as, you know, moves in the draft or, or free agency to try to bring in somebody in. But it's also Luca's own development. Like we saw with Porzingis that he was the most talented player Luca's ever played with. They didn't really know how to play with each other. And Luca has a very ball dominant game. He's good at driving and kicking the shooters, but he needs to be able to allow other players to come in and do their thing without it disrupting what he wants to do. So I think it, it, it's multiple. It's, it's Luca developing. And then it's also finding some, some big men that can, you know, finish at the rim, maybe knock down a jumper and play defense. They, they can uh, provide some high quality support in the front court to what he's currently getting in the backcourt. Last one for me, Dre. Do the Celtics stand a chance if they get the Warriors in the finals? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's close. Um, you know, neither team is there yet, so it's a little premature to talk about it. I know, but, but I just, but, you know, we've been yeah, ticking no. off Miami all week, so why not? <laughs> Definitely. I think the Celtics, um, I, I honestly, when they played the Bucks, I said the winner of that series was definitely coming out of the East, probably going to win the championship. And I kind of stick by that. They're, they're a little bigger than, than what the, the Warriors have seen so far. So I, I think it'll be a challenge for, for the Warriors to be able to overcome the Celtics' size and defensive ability um, over a seven-game series. Awesome stuff. We appreciate it, Andre. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. ESPN senior NBA writer Andre Snellings with us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. The road to the rematch is on as Bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the 
the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Up next, a little bit of baseball. The Yankees picked up their 30th win of the season last night, the first team in baseball to do that. But it came at a big-time cost. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yankees win last night, beat the Orioles, but mm, came at a big-time cost. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus on your smart speaker and Sirius XM Channel 80. By the way, he's just looking, he's just looking good. I appreciate he's that. Just looking, I mean, the la- teammate is it a, recognizing the little things. Is it a nice. lavender shirt or is it violet? I, I don't know it? what color it is. I like it, though. Okay. I have well, no idea. But the guys that make my shirts, they, they, they have a better idea. The guys that, that make my shirts. Well, Carlin, it ain't like I can buy a shirt off the rack. I'm 6'8", 340 pounds. You come shopping with me. What, do, the, what you know, do you want me to do? Big and fat. We'll be. Big and fat? <laughs> they have my size at big and fat? They got mine, so I'm sure they probably <laughs> Listen, do. man, I'm El Chipo, cousin of El Chapo. I'm willing, <laughs> I'm willing to save a dollar wherever I can. <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly... Um, I, I I can look at the Yankees right now, even with 30 wins, and you as a big-time Yankee fan, I, I'm very curious to get your take on this. Boy, I'd be worried right now. DJ LeMahieu said the other day, has not been nearly as consistent as I would have thought. Well, he's been, he was scratched for the lineup with left wrist discomfort. MRI came back clean, but that's still a concern. But here's the bigger one. Giancarlo Stanton left the game. Before the Yankees won an 11, 7 6 over Baltimore, right calf tightness. And that pretty much, I mean, if there's ever an injury that would describe Giancarlo Stanton, that would be it. And for anybody else, that might be something that could be a couple of weeks. Why does it always feel like when it comes to Stanton that an injury like right calf tightness is going to turn into two months without blanket? Because you've seen it happen before yeah. where Stanton has missed essentially the entire season because of an injury. So you're worried about this. He has a history of calf injuries, and we know they can be tricky in terms of when guys can return to play and and outlining a timeline um, that the Yankees know they're going to have to be without his services. But you're talking about a huge piece of their lineup. I mean, he's leading the team in RBIs this season. That matters. Not to mention, Carlin, Araldis Chapman being put on the IL as well. Yeah. I mean, He's out with uh, an Achilles, Achilles tendonitis. He, he hasn't been very good to begin with. Well, he hasn't been very good, but this is the guy that you're depending on for your back end of your bullpen. I mean, that, that, this is supposed to be the guy that's your closer. And say what you want, there's something about being able to have 102, 103 at the end of the game to be able to close it out, and that's what Chapman can dial it up to. 
the fact that you could potentially be missing those two pieces for an extended period of time makes me as a Yankees fan very, very concerned. But one of the things that encourages me is what we saw in last night's game against the Orioles in the seventh inning and in the 11th inning with Jose Trevino and IKF, those guys being able to come up with big hits. And we're not talking about home runs. We're talking about base hits and being able to manufacture runs. So if your lineup can show more variety, more versatility in that regard, then I think you'll be able to weather the storm without having Stanton there. As somebody that... It's, I know what you're going to say. It's the, or, it's the Orioles. It's batting practice. No, no, no. I know exactly what you're going to say. No. As a Texas Rangers fan, as I actually am, I can tell you, don't put your eggs in the IKF or Trevino baskets yet offensively. Don't do that. No, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but if your team collectively, if your lineup collectively can do more of what we saw in yeah. that game, not just Gleyber Torres hitting a couple of bombs, but being able to, you know, get guys from first to third, being able to drive guys in when they got runners in scoring position. Those are the things that the Yankees have struggled with when it's mattered the most over the past couple of years, Yeah, especially in the Aaron Boone era. So if your lineup can show that you can routinely do that, if that's something that you can depend on, then it makes it a little more palatable to overcome the absence of that kind of power, you know, Stanton being out of the lineup. And here's the thing. I I could be being a little bit unfair towards Stanton when it comes to the injury thing. This is the history with him. You're not being unfair with Stanton. But I will give this guy credit because, Chris, he has never been liked by the fan base as a Yankee. Yet, when he has been on the field, he has delivered pretty consistently. Go look at what his clutch numbers are this year. And I can make the argument that there there might be nobody you'd rather have at the plate in the clutch right now this year. And he's right there with, with Judge in that regard. His OPS in the clutch is like over a one this year. And at the same time, this is somebody that has handled New York so much better. Nobody ever talks about this. He has gotten so much criticism since he's gotten here, but he has handled New York brilliantly as a star athlete who has gotten gotten nothing but criticized, he has never said boo about any of it. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he had his first home series, I want to say it was against the Orioles, where he had the platinum sombrero, which means five strikeouts in the game, and he was booed mercilessly. But I thought he had a moment in that 2020 postseason when the Yankees were in the wild card game, beat Cleveland in those two games, and then they were lined up against the Rays. You're talking about over that stretch – your boy Stanton being able to account for six home runs over the course of, what, five games? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the fact that he was able to go on that kind of terror, I think that's when Yankees fans were like, okay, this guy showed up in the biggest moment where we needed him to the most. And so I think the, the vitriol that they have for Stanton has kind of subsided. But it does have the chance to reemerge if you're talking about an extended absence for Stanton this season and then Aaron Judge continuing to do what he's doing and Judge potentially leaving in free agency because you weren't able to come to some agreement because you got that Stanton contract looming over you for the next five years. And we know Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, they, they, they do business differently than George did. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 